Come on in to Open House with Sharon Caddy. It's more than just buying and selling. It's decor, lifestyle, family, tips, advice, and so much more. Open House with Sharon Caddy. Well, hey, everyone, back for another episode of Open House, and so great to have you joining me. Uh, just a reminder to let everyone that you know know about the podcast because we're sharing some pretty important information. YouTube channel, great place to go. You can also get it uh, at any of your favorite podcast sites, whichever one you like the best. It's there. Uh, when you head to the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe and hey, share it with all your friends because uh, I'd like to have lots of people checking this out. All kinds of topics to tackle. And this one is one that I find is um, really important from a personal standpoint, from a real estate standpoint. When I go visit someone who wants to list their home, uh, the question inevitably comes up. So do I have to do staging? I don't want to do staging. And it can be they just don't want other people's stuff in their house. I have pets. It's going to destroy someone else's furniture. I don't want to spend the money. To me, the most important thing in terms of staging there's two things. Clean, 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 clean. And the other one, declutter. Got to tell you, tough to declutter sometimes when you have a lot of stuff. And this can be even exacerbated by if you, you or your parent or someone's been in a home for an extended period of time. And we're running into a lot of people now who find themselves in this specific situation. So decluttering, clearing out, it's more than stuff memories. So I've got someone with me who's I consider an expert on this and who can certainly share some insight and wisdom and how to go about tackling this. Karen Cumming joins me today. Now, Karen, uh, great to have you along. Nice to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me into the conversation. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. Now, with you, I mean, you, I can talk to you about all kinds of stuff because we'll probably <laughs> have you back to talk about more different stuff. But I know, gosh, how long ago was it now? A couple of years when I, I was on Facebook and there I saw you and you had discovered Marie Kondo. Absolutely. And I can't encourage uh, anyone enough to, to discover Marie Kondo for themselves. I actually found her years ago, uh, found her book, read it. I thought it was wonderful. And then I did what so many people do. I put it back on the shelf and I let <laughs> it sit there for a year, for an entire year. And then a year later, for, for whatever reason, I, I felt inspired to read the book again, which I did. Uh, but this time I did something very different. I actually did what she told me to do. <laughs> And I found that it was absolutely transformative. She offers people a, a, a strategy for actually navigating all of these memories that live inside our houses. And uh, you know, we we come we become so attached to our memories that sometimes they weigh us down, and we we don't even realize the degree to which we're being affected by that. And I just found that once I actually followed all of the steps in the book and I did what she advised me to do, I felt so much lighter. I felt it as, as if somebody had taken a weight off my shoulders and suddenly I could move forward again. And that's the whole idea behind uh, decluttering, Marie Kondoing, if you like. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's to be able to move forward. And in, in this situation, it's a family that's trying to help a loved one move forward. Perhaps mm. they have to sell the family home because they need to go into a retirement home or they need to go into long-term care, or maybe they're just retiring and, and they're going to become a snowbird and they're going to live half the year in Florida and half the year in some other country around the world. Uh, it's all about um, letting go so that we can move forward. 
And, you know, even just a, a straight up downsize for some people, it can mean going from maybe you're not at retirement age, but maybe you're at a, a point where you've had this, this home that's, I don't know, close to 3000 square feet and four or five bedrooms and it's finished on all levels and it's huge and it's packed and you've lived there for 30 years. And now all your kids have grown up, they've moved on and it's down to one or two of you in the house and it's time to downsize. So whether we're doing it for ourselves or um, I'm meeting a lot more people now who are doing this because they're helping their parent, whether their parents moving to um, long-term care or some kind of a senior's uh, circumstance or in some cases where the parent has passed on. Um, no matter where you are in this process, it's, it can be ominous. It can be almost overwhelming. To start off, when you have someone that comes to you for guidance and help, how do you even begin? Where do you, like day one seems like the hardest day. Well, I'd actually like to suggest that it's easier than most people make it out to be in their minds. I mean, most of us procrastinate, and that's why a lot of people will never uh, actually get down to do the work. It's actually very simple when you think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the biggest challenge is the dealing with the memories. And that's why I think so many people procrastinate, because when you have to confront your things, you have to confront your life. And sometimes that's a difficult thing to do. It's something that people want to avoid. I love it. And, and the reason <laughs> that I love it is that I've moved a lot in my life. I've moved I, I, more than 20 times. I once counted it. And it is, I, I'm going to say more than 20 times. And when you move a lot, you begin to get very good at deciding what you want to hang on to, because you know that eventually you're going to have to move it. <laughs> and if, if, it's, if it's something that doesn't mean that much to you, it's a lot easier to let it go and to say goodbye to it. So that's really what appealed to me so much about learning to uh, Marie Kondo, um, mm -hmm. is that for me, it was leaving me in the best possible position to be able to move again. And uh, in, in, uh, in this case, it's leaving people who want to downsize in the best possible position to be able to move on into their next home, wherever that might be. Now, you mentioned memories, and that's no matter where you are in life, that's the, that's the hardest part. I mean, I remember being, you know, 16 years old or whatever I was and, and having to part with a, a few of my many, 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 many stuffed toys. <laughs> and it's almost like in my mind, in some level, I had given either human attributes to these possessions that I didn't touch. I mean, they could have been sitting under stuff for the past five years, but when I pulled them out, I would, I would almost give them human traits or feelings or, and then you'd feel guilt in parting with it. Um, now I know you can't exactly take you through a whole Marie Kondo without really learning about what she does, but what's the process for taking something that clearly you haven't looked at in years. I've had people that have boxes that still say kitchen stuff from three moves ago and they've never been opened. So how, how does someone emotionally detach? Well, here's the beauty of, the, of Marie Kondo's philosophy. And this is what really attracted me to the whole idea of, of down, downsizing using her method. Um, and, and being able to transform not only yourself, but also your thoughts and therefore your life. Um, she comes up with what I think is, is quite brilliant. Um, her uh, methodology is that um, you, you do not sort your home by rooms, you sort it by categories. And I actually had to write down her categories here just so that I could remember them. She, um, she goes through clothing, 
books, papers, and I'll tell you, of all the things I've sorted in my life, papers were the thing that caused me the most trouble. Oh. Um, uh, and then uh, also uh, miscellaneous in your kitchen and bathroom, and then mementos, photos, jewelry, that sort of thing, which is, you know, obviously the toughest thing for people to deal with. Mm -hmm. Here's what she suggests. It's all about deciding what sparks joy with you. And she uses that phrase to spark joy. She actually wrote another book called, I think it's called <laughs> Sparking Joy. So the idea is that let's take, um, let's take photos as an example, all right? The idea is that you take a bed sheet and you put a bed sheet down on the floor. You spread it all out so that it's nice and flat. You take all of your photographs, no matter if they're in 10 different rooms, you bring them all together and you put them down on the floor on this bed sheet. And one at a time, you hold the photo in your hand, you look at it, and if it, if it brings some memories, you know, go with it. Go down memory lane for a minute or two. And then ask yourself, how do I feel with this photograph in my hand? Is there a connection between this photograph and my heart? And does holding this photo spark joy for me? And we all know that we've got hundreds of photos that do that, but we mm -hmm. also have photos that don't. There are <laughs> pictures that, you know, we never should have taken in the first place, pictures of, you know, I don't know, our, our next door neighbor's front yard. I mean, in, our, in the rest of our lives, when are we ever gonna need that, use that? What, when is it gonna be useful to us? Mm -hmm. so there are lots of, 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 I use photographs as an example, that don't spark joy, that we don't need to hang on to. And so here's the, here's the process. After you've decided that, you know what, really, it doesn't spark joy. I don't need to hang on to this photo. She, she sets it up like a, a really reverent Japanese tea ceremony. You just, you just don't throw it away. You put your hands together and you bow to it and you thank it for its service in your life. And you know what? It sounds like a, a simple thing, like such a small thing. But I'm telling you, it makes all the difference. For me, it has made all the difference to be able to say thank you to these things that have supported me in my life, these things that have, have brought me joy, uh, love, happiness. But the time has come to realize that I don't need them anymore. And so I bow to it. I, I thank it for its service in my life. And I decide whether or not I need to donate it, give it away, or throw it away. It's going to be one of those three things. And you do that over and over and over again for every photograph, every piece of jewelry, every piece of clothing, every book. I can't tell you how many books <laughs> I out of my collection just by asking myself, when is the last time I read this book? Did I ever read this book? Did it mean anything to me once I did read it? Maybe I just, it, it's going to serve me better to let it go. And it, there's, a, there's great power in this notion of just letting things go because they, they we're not we're not weighed down by them anymore and and we're free to move forward into whatever direction we need to go I love that and it's a healthy thing to get into uh, before before you get to a point where it's a major move with parent or senior or whatever um, yes. it's a great healthy thing because we are going to move multiple times in our life for the most part not everyone but most people right. and it's very healthy now that whole process you went through which to me is it makes a lot of sense and would give me a lot of peace and calm inside when you're doing that process however let's say a parent's home no matter what the circumstance of the parent whether they've passed on whether they're moving on um is that a process that should be taken on by like 
should you invite other members of a family in to do this or does that cause conflict? Well, that's that's a great question that you ask. And it, this is really, um, you know, a, a nice uh, sort of convergence of, of ideas because I actually helped a friend of mine do this a couple of summers ago. She was helping a friend of hers whose mother had had to go into a retirement home and she was looking for some help. And I was happy to uh, to lend a hand. And it really taught me a lot about the process. Uh, I, I would say, and you know, everybody's family is different, but I would like to suggest that you don't want there to be hard feelings mm -hmm. if one sibling, let's say, just sort of steps, steps up to the plate and says, leave it all to me. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to go through everything. I'm going to sort it all. I'm going to figure out what to keep and what to donate and what should be sold. Um, this can cause problems, you know, later on. Uh, my suggestion would be to involve everyone in the family who wants to be involved. Um, because memories are a very um, interesting thing. They take us back to childhood and uh, you don't want something to be thrown away that maybe meant a lot to one of your siblings or another relative, let's say. Um, I actually experienced this myself when my, uh, my family and I were clearing out my mother's home when she was going into uh, assisted living years ago. Mm -hmm. um, this will sound so ridiculous, but my mom and my sister were going through the china cabinet and we had, we had this big ceramic fish that you put tartar sauce in. And to my mom and my sister, this was just, you know, something that you, it was, was no big deal, right? It's a ceramic fish. When I found out that they had actually sent it to the Salvation Army or to Value Village or wherever they sent it, I was crushed because oh. the ceramic fish, it was, it loomed at large in my memory of family dinners and we'd have fish and tartar sauce and all this sort of thing. It was a really big deal. And I really felt upset that this fish had been given away. So imagine, I mean, a fish, imagine if it's something that, that holds even more sentiment, like a piece of jewelry or a photograph or um, an antique. Uh, something like that. So um, again, I would just suggest that everybody in the family who wants to be part of the process should be there every day to make sure that um, nothing is given away or donated or thrown away that that is meaningful to them for sure. Excellent point. Is there ever a point, especially when you're dealing with multiple family members, where the presence of some kind of professional would be a wise thing? Well, Here's something else that I learned about the whole process from having helped this, this friend of mine who was helping her friend. I didn't realize that there are actually companies out there who um, do this professionally. Uh, they're there to help you once you have gone through the process of, uh, we'll call it Marie Kondoing the house. <laughs> sorted out what you want to keep and what you want to donate or give away. Um, one of the companies that, that um, is out there and that we worked with is called Max Sold. And I didn't know anything about them, but uh, when it was all said and done, I, I grew to really appreciate the value of what they do. Um, their job is to come into the home after you have gone through all of your things and you, you put them into little groupings. So let's say you've got China you put all the china together uh, in a place on the floor. You put all the, the glasses, all the silver, all the um, uh, bedding and linens and all that sort of thing in little groups on the floor. A company like Max Sold comes in and they take photographs of all of these groupings and they price them and they put them on their website uh, for an auction. And the, be the real beauty of it is 
that um, they do all the work after you have made the groupings of all your things. And not only do they, um, they uh, oversee the auction online, once the auction is done, the people who bid and are the, the successful bidders, they have to come and pick up the item. So there's no, there's none of this you having to be in the house um, or deliver things or, um, you know, any of that sort of thing. The company looks after it and you can go have a cup of coffee uh, with your family or, you know, go have dinner and just be away from the whole process, which uh, you can understand that that's actually quite uh, valuable when you don't have to be seeing strangers taking away the things from your house. Maybe it's your childhood house. And even though you think um, that you're okay with it, it's kind of hard to see somebody take um, the dining room furniture, let's say, out of your dining room where you've spent many years being with your family. It kind of, um, you know, you feel a twinge. Uh, so I think that's one of the, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the biggest um, pluses that are, that's involved in working together with a company to help you. Yeah. So, for the average person, and I guess it depends from house to house, size of house and the amount of stuff. But if someone, let's just say their parent has uh, found a place that they're going to move to, and now comes the task, we're going to have to take this on. What's a reasonable timeline for someone to look <laughs> at to take this on? Because it's a big job. Wow, what a great question. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give you two examples, a personal example and then a, a family example. My own personal experience of having condoed my, um, uh, my living space, um, after it was over, I wrote a feature article for um, one of the, the major newspapers in, uh, in the GTA about it. And the editor said to me when it was all finished, she said, but I really need you to tell me how long did it take? And I had to really think about it because I hadn't kept track. And at the end of the day, I, I added up all the hours and I figured it all out. And I decided that it took me eight days just to condo my place, which was not a huge house by any means. Um, so eight days. When I helped my friend who was helping her friend um, uh, clear out her, her mother's home, it took all summer. Wow. It, it took three people all summer to go into, I mean, going through the Christmas decorations took days, um, you know, figuring out what pieces of furniture um, should, should stay and what should go. It was a lot more work than I imagined it would be. So mm -hmm. my suggestion to people would be um, to give yourself two or three times more time, more, more weeks, more months than you initially um, think that it's going to take you. So if you look at your house and say, well, I should be able to do this in a month, uh, give yourself two. That yeah. would be my advice because it takes longer than you think it's going to take. So if you, so let's say a family knows that this is something that is, you, you pretty much have an idea when things are going to get to the point, right? Or you maybe your, your parent has, has a, on a waiting list for a placement at a residence. Uh, so you know it's coming. And perhaps your family's in the circumstance where they're going to need some of the income from that house. They're going to need some of that, the equity to help uh, pay for where their parent is going. So perhaps sooner is better than later to start. And how hard is it, though, would you think, to take that on and to start that discussion with the parent? Because the parent's going through an, an enormous amount of emotion at that point in life. You're, they're leaving behind this home that they dearly love and have known forever. They're going to a strange place. You know, they're going to, it's got to be very hard. So 
earlier is better than later, but how do you take that up with your par- with your parent? It's such a difficult conversation to have. I think everyone's parent is different. Some, some moms and dads, they just understand that it's time for a new chapter in their life. It's time for them to move on. And in order to do that, look, we have to, uh, we have to declutter the house. We have to get it ready for sale. Some people are just very good with that. And other people are much more prone to being very emotional and not wanting to let go. And it's, it's a lot uh, tougher of a conversation. But I think maybe something that helps is to suggest that if the earlier you get started, the more proactive you are and the more prepared you are, the easier it is on the family. Yeah. And I think that any mom or dad, you know, they have it in their hearts that they, they don't want to make things hard for their family. And, um, you know, it might take time for them to come around to it. But, you know, the more that you broach the subject and to do it in a, a diplomatic way, uh, a kind way. Um, and maybe just, you know, every week when you go to visit them, suggest that, you know, maybe we could work on going through your jewelry box this week and you could decide who you want things to go to. Or maybe we could um, take a look in your closet and see if there are any clothes that you'd like to, to give to somebody. Um, you know, I've, I have found just from personal experience that that seems to work fairly well. And um, just to, to impress upon them the idea that the sooner that you start, and the more proactive you are, the easier it is for everybody involved. And before we wrap things up today, I know we've been talking about decluttering and downsizing and all of that stuff, but I do want you to tell us about the book you wrote. Oh, that's wonderful. I so appreciate the chance to be able to tell everybody about that. Uh, Two years ago, uh, my sister and I guided our 98-year-old mother, Verna, through the long-term care system in Ontario. She passed away almost two years ago uh, to the day, today. And um, we found it to be an extraordinarily challenging and frustrating experience. And we knew that we were not alone. And we decided that there was a real need for a book um, to help other families, to make sure that no other family should go through the, the stress and the frustration that ours did. And so it's called the Indispensable Survival Guide to Ontario's Long-Term Care System. What is it? It is uh, a book that's, that's um, packed with all of the, the information that no one told us about, all of the things that nobody you know, gave to us so that we might be proactive and prepared to help ourselves. Um, and uh, shortcuts to um, documents that are online but buried under layers of red tape on government websites, things that we would have given anything to know about while our mom was still alive, um, uh, personal stories, anecdotes, um, uh, things that, that happened to us that we wanted to make sure other people heard about so that they could make sure it didn't happen to them. Um, how does the system work? What do you have to do? How do you get on a waiting list? You have to go tour places. Nobody tells you about that. How do you do that? There's 101 things that no one tells us about. And that's what this book is all about. And uh, anyone who's interested, um, please feel free to, to get in touch with, with uh, you, Sharon, or myself. It's also available on uh, Amazon and chapters.indigo.ca. Uh, and we would just love it if um, people would uh, buy a copy and and read it in order to be much like they are being proactive and prepared in decluttering their home, be proactive and prepared when it comes to being ready for whatever the future may hold for your loved one. And you know what, I'll make sure that uh, for anyone who's looking at it on YouTube or visiting the podcast uh, in the description, I'm going to put all the information oh, <laughs> as to how to find you. Um, Thank you so much. That's great because, I mean, you've done a lot of great work and you're helping a lot of people. And uh, how how about yourself? How are you doing? 
how am I doing? Uh, well, I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, pretty well, uh, coming back from a hip replacement. Uh, we know what a, that's like. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I know you do. Uh, maybe we could write a book about that together. Because <laughs> 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 that's an interesting life experience too, isn't it? It really yeah, is. I'm it really about is. it, but thank you for asking. I'm doing great and uh, I'm, I'm bouncing back and it's all good. Well, maybe our discussion today has kind of sparked some joy and sparked some, well, maybe sparked some ideas about doing, especially when these days we're spending so much time inside our homes. What a great time to start to tackle some of this stuff. Absolutely. You, you couldn't have brought up a better point, really. We have all this time on our hands. We might as well put it to good use and, and start to feel better about the living space that we're occupying. That's for sure. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining me today for the podcast and, uh, it's been a pleasure. We'll have to talk again soon because I we can Thanks, talk. Thanks, Sharon. It was such a, a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation, and uh, and I wish you all the best with uh, uh, with your business and uh, with all the help that you're giving to people who really need it these days. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And if you are looking for more information, like I said, I'm going to be putting links uh, on the podcast on the YouTube. Um, at the very least, you can always reach out through my website and I can direct you where you need to go. <laughs> so thanks again for joining me today for Open House. And remember to watch for new episodes each and every week. If you have suggestions of uh, maybe topics you'd like me to see me tackle, uh, send those along too. And make sure that you follow, uh, follow, well, I guess, what do you do? Subscribe. That's it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For all our episodes, click to SharonCaddy.com. Open House with Sharon Caddy is produced with Aflalo Communications, Inc. Till next time.